You're a what? I study butterflies. You wanted to be before you joined the army, but... Harry, look at me. It's good to see you. We'll be back soon. So these fellas right here are our doomsday protocol. Turns out our founder's tailor was Kingsman. What the fuck have you done to him? Nothing. Only tried to help him. He's got retrograde amnesia. Now, we knew from his eyeglasses that he was intelligence. We just didn't know whose. How did he get here? What the hell? Tequila, I'm getting a crazy spike of extreme low-frequency waves 11 miles from here. I'm going to need you to escort me there immediately. Ooh, we're in for a roller coaster of a minute right now. Oh my gosh. First off, I just want to give a shout out to Colin Firth. He played the debonair, smooth, calm, relaxed gentleman and spy so well in Kingsman the Secret Service. And it really takes a talented actor to take that character and then regress them and make them gentler and more vulnerable and make them less threatening. Like you can still tell it's Harry, but there's just a vulnerability and innocence that's there that wasn't there before. And it's just marvelous acting. Like, bravo, Colin Firth. You killed it, knocked it out of the park. And there's a big thing in film and stories where someone plays dumb so the other person can give exposition. It's something that Christopher McQuarrie struggles with while doing Mission Impossible movies because none of the characters should be dumb. They're all very informed about their spycraft and the global conflicts around the world. So not a lot of them would be like, what's that? Please tell me for expositions. I'm, I'm hamming it up for this. But it makes so much sense that of the two people who would know or not know what a lepidopterist is or the backstory that Harry wanted to be a lepidopterist, the person who would be most ignorant is Eggsy. Now I'm just thinking back to his bathroom, Harry's bathroom, where with all the butterflies around Mr. Pickle and it's just, wow. Wow, like just small details that they made into a much bigger part of his character later on. I don't know if they knew that he wanted to be a lepidopterist before he joined the army, but I just love that little seating. It was something that was in the sequel. Maybe they didn't think much of it, but now they made it into something significant in this one. And I like it. They used it to call him the lepidopterist to hint at, but then keep secret the fact that he would be revealed. Whereas they could have just been like, you're looking for the gentleman spy in his 40s. They didn't need to do that because they had more dimension to his character. And I love it. And he says, what? And then he explains the lepidopterist, studies butterflies, points around to the room. So we get that. So we are, our attention is brought to the walls. And of course, Merlin would know about his history. Him being the guy in the chair for all the agents. Just exposition done well once again and while it's clear there's something wrong when we get merlin coming to do the eye test we get two bits of details one there's nothing wrong with his brain something is wrong but there's nothing wrong with his functions and then we focus on his eyes and that gentle little difference from his character in the secret service just that innocence we key in on and i love that and Merlin has nothing else to fall back on but his instinctive warmth and he says 
Good to see you, Harry. And we could have had that line in that room and then cut to the other room, but again, for the flow of the scenes and the sequences, Matthew Vaughn is just very smart to have that moment through the window. First off, we get a big shot of everyone together, all three of the guys, Harry, Merlin, and Eggsy, and also we see Tequila and Ginger Ale which will lead into the next part. And of course, since Tequila did not know about the Doomsday Protocol, Ginger Ale would be the one to have more information and she would pass it on to him while they have the moment alone. Because she's able to give that information to Tequila, she's able to give that information to us, how the connection and their history between the two spy agencies. Just well done. More exposition, which is still... Very well done. Remember in the last film, Valentine is trying to contact all the special agencies, including the Chinese Secret Service who don't have a formal name, and he can't find any record of the Kingsmen. So, if they've never used their Doomsday Protocol, and neither agency knew the history between them until opening the Doomsday Protocol, it seems appropriate that neither agency would know about each other if they're so good that they stay off the radar of all the secret service of the world but they are smart enough to know because of the glasses that harry is a part of a secret agency they just didn't know whose but then of course merlin asks the obvious question how did he get here to which ginger ale responds harry gave this podcast a review to feed that podcast algorithm to spread the word and make sure everyone's there opening night of the king's man all jokes aside i said this is a dense dense minute we get a one year earlier and fade into ginger ale's setup which is very reminiscent of merlin's setup they're in kentucky they would get alerted to the test in in the church by valentine and of course they would respond but they're 11 miles away they're not so close so they would get there after everything was done now we get a timeline and a feel for how long harry's been there and we flash back to see valentine shoot harry we'll get more into the flashback in the next minute thank you so much movie dopers i'll see you in the next minute and now we get a timeline and we see valentine shoot exit we'll get more into the flashback in the next minute thank you so much for joining super do- 